This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about sumac. Yes. Uh, Any particular reason this one was on your mind? Oh, it could have been any reason. Uh, it was so long ago, like three or four days. <laughs> centuries. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, yeah. It really it really has been centuries. <laughs> Feels <This> like is, <laughs> it. This has been a very long week, folks. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, well, I did not know what this was when oh, you really? suggested it. Well... Yeah, I didn't know what it was. And then I guessed that it was a type of orange. Okay. Before I started researching it, and then I thought it was often in jams. But now that I've read up on it, I think I I was vaguely familiar with what it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you kind of had the, like, citrusy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was... It cut the yeah. right ballpark. <laughs> I don't know. But when I, I was when I was reading about it, I was like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So... I think I did know it. I just didn't. Okay, you just didn't recognize it off enough. the top of your sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I I don't have a, a super lot of experience with this. Um, although there are some really amazing uh, kind of like like Mediterranean ish 
region restaurants around Atlanta that I've had this. I've, I've used it in some cooking. I think it bothers my stomach a little bit, but like kind of a lot of things bother my stomach. So it's sort of hard to tell. Um, we did talk about it some in our Zatar episode. So you can see that one for a little bit more. But, well, I, I guess uh, <laughs> neither us neither of us being deeply familiar with this probably brings us straight to our question. Sure does. Sumac. What is it? Well, uh, sumac, sometimes pronounced shumac, I think, um, is a type of spice or seasoning. Um, its small red fruits are typically dried and sold whole or ground into a powder, uh, bright in both flavor and color, like fire engine red and uh, lemony, like tangy but not super, super tart, um, with a little bit of like fruity, savory bitterness to it, uh, cooked into dishes or used in spice blends or sprinkled over anything savory at the table. It's like a, it's like if paprika were a citrus. Um, it's like if pink lemonade were an unsweet table seasoning. It's, it's like a sunset really wants you to enjoy your vegetables. Aww. Thank you, sunset. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sumac is in the Anacardiaceae family or the cashew family, along with other stuff we've talked about before on the show, like mangoes and pistachios um, and cashews. Um, It's also in the same family as like poison ivy and poison oak and poison sumac. Um, Is this why it bothers me? Mangoes don't bother me or just anyway. Okay. Um, uh, Who knows? Poison sumac is easily identifiable by its white berries and uh, like differently shaped leaves. It's a different genus. Um, Edible sumacs are generally in the Roos genus. There are some 250 species, although only a handful are commonly eaten. And I've seen different numbers on that. I've also seen, uh, I've also read that it's only like 91 accepted species. Um, I am not a botanist. I have no roost in this game. So (laughs) nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Um, at any rate, yes, sumac plants. These are um, tall shrubs or like small-ish trees, generally somewhere between three and 30 feet tall. I know that's a broad range, but, you know, different different species. Um, that's that's about one to 10 meters. Um, they typically have like a like long ridged leaves that can look a little bit like a like a large fern frond. Yeah. Um, they grow in tropical to temperate regions, often mountainous. And flower with these big cones of tiny white to pink to bright red to purplish flowers that, if pollinated, will each develop a a tiny single bright red to purplish fruit about the size of like a small pea or a large peppercorn, each containing a single seed, which means they're a droop. Um, And processing can vary, but typically you're drying the fruit and removing the seeds and then grinding that flesh to a grainy powder. Uh, and yeah, the powder is just a beautiful, it, it can range a little bit in color, but, um, but it's just really beautiful, like wine red. So pretty. Um, and the etymology is contested as well, but the name seems to have come from a word for either red or dark red in any case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which language it came from. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not an etymologist. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. As much as we enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, once you have this powder or this fruit, it is widely added to spice blends like za'atar or used by itself in stews or sauces or rubs, but also often used as a finishing spice or table spice for meat or vegetables or salads or dips or savory dairy like yogurts or cheeses. Mm. Yeah. That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, also used fresh or dried um, to make drinks like a, like a lemonade type, a cold drink or a tea-like hot drink. In some places, the roots and shoots are also eaten or have been used medicinally. Um, extracts are also used in industrial applications like food preservation um, as a fabric dye and for leather tanning because uh, they do contain a lot of tannins. That what, that's part of what makes them tart. Uh-huh. I uh -huh. see. Uh -huh. Well, what about the nutrition? You're usually not eating enough of it to make much of a difference, but uh, but sumac does contain some good fats and some fiber. Uh, or, I mean, the, the, the fruit does, like, once it's dried. Ooh, I mean, fiber still, sure. Uh, and at least a smattering of micronutrients. Um, and is being investigated for potentially beneficial compounds like antioxidants, uh, stuff that can help control uh, blood sugar and alleviate muscle pain, plus antibacterials and antifungals. But, you know, save our motto. Uh, uh, bodies are complicated. More research is necessary before ingesting a medicinal dose of anything consult a medical professional who is not us absolutely not other no. things we are not <laughs> the list is long it is That's the top <laughs> medical <laughs> professional That's certainly not no <laughs> oh well we don't have any numbers for yeah, you yeah other oh man i feel like we're <laughs> <laughs> We're really winning today. Yeah, yeah, we I okay, y'all. So so this might be a case of um of just Google being tricksy uh uh internationally because I I like I'm aware that sumac is a widely used spice in like I, I don't know, like a quarter of the world. Mm -hmm. Like very widely used around the Levant and it, it just all of the I could not find global production numbers for this plant. And I'm like, I don't know if I was using too American of like a search term or if Google was just like, you don't care about that other stuff. I'm not even going to show it to you. So. Mm -hmm. Darn you, Google. Google. And our podcasting goals. <laughs> Our determination to provide numbers of some kind, <laughs> alas. <laughs> yeah, right. Even the even the academic papers weren't like bragging on the numbers. Anyway, it's okay. Um. Uh. But uh, wrapped up in in all of this mild confusion, we do have a bunch of history for you. That is also rife with mild confusion. So <laughs> yay, yay, woo! But first, we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Back, thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, yes, the history of sumac is hotly debated, uh, with some arguing it originated in Iran or Syria, others arguing that it originated in Sicily. Uh, some say perhaps it's both. Uh, the multiple possible origins of the name, as mentioned, complicate matters too. Uh, but whatever the case, it spread along trade routes across Europe and the Middle East. Kind of around the same time. Yeah, definitely one one of the spices involved in the um, spice trade routes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and historically, sumac has been used in a variety of ways. For instance, in ancient Rome and Greece, people used it to add acidity to foods, but also medicinally for things like indigestion uh, and to dye clothes and tan leather. Dioscorides wrote about it. Uh, I believe he prescribed it for things like indigestion as well. When lemons were imported and cultivated on a larger scale in Europe, sumac consumption decreased there, but that was not the case in the Middle East. Some sources suggest that sumac was still somewhat popular in parts of Europe as a garden plant, though. Okay. Mm -hmm. It is pretty. It is pretty. Other varieties of sumac grow natively in North America, where indigenous peoples ate the sprouts and used the berries and beverages um, as a dye or as a way to flavor tobacco. It was used for a variety of ailments as well, from sore throat to fever. And uh, yeah, yeah, evidence has been found of sumac being eaten around uh, Pueblo sites going back like 2,000 years. So you're making a gesture that's like long time. Far, far back. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really playing well for audio. Yeah. Yeah. I think it landed. I think it landed <laughs> for sure. <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> And now for a part of the story I wasn't really anticipating. Um, has to do a lot with leather. Yeah. You know? All right. So American businessmen recognized the potential commercial value of sumac in the late 18th century. 
Because at the time, the leather industry prized powdered sumac, and importing it from Europe was expensive. So seeing an opportunity, Rosewell Saltonstall, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Saltonstall. Rosewell Saltonstall. Yeah, what a name. Yeah, right? That sounds like a Batman villain. I love this. It does. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Um, well, this this fellow applied for a patent in 1793 for, quote, the exclusive rights of manufacture and vending sumac in all its parts and productions. He and his son Richard opened up the first known American sumac mill in Connecticut soon after, and then they opened up another one after that. They ran several ads in local papers to recruit sumac pickers, and they had these pretty extensive instructions that you can find online. Um, so the pickers would uh, they would bring what they had dried, dried sumac to the mills, where it would be ground into powder, packaged, and sold largely to tanneries. Other entrepreneurs followed in their success, followed their example, mm-hmm. and Saltonstall did not like this. Oh. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. He spoke in front of the U.S. House of Representatives about the perceived patent violation, but nothing came of it. Several other competitors popped up across the state, and Saltonstall filed for bankruptcy in 1801. On top of that, to pay off his debts, he sold his mills and his home. So... Didn't work out for him. No. No. That's his that's his villain origin story. That's true. Yeah. Salt and soul. It's a good <laughs> name to shout out when raising a fist. Yeah, yeah. And that he was in, I mean, like a seasoning adjacent mm. uh, industry. That's pretty I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look. <laughs> yeah, you're just ideas are flowing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so salt and stall. And his son were not the only mills. Their mills weren't the only ones that experienced hardship. In the early days of the American sumac industry, the quality just wasn't as good as imported sumac. I believe that's fairly true, although it could also be just perceived quality. Um, Mm -hmm. The Sicilian variety continued to be the most prized and the only one that could produce white leather. Still, the industry continued to grow and improve, particularly after the Civil War and particularly in the South because of the climate, the warmer climate, uh, though northern produced sumac found more success when it came to dyes. In his 1869 report, the Commissioner of Agriculture promoted the sumac industry, really touting the technological improvements, and this led to others entering the sumac business, so that was kind of a boost for a while. Mm-hmm. And then the American industry got another boost when the country's sumac imports were cut off during World War I and World War II. The Department of Agriculture printed two pamphlets about growing sumac in 1918 and 1920, claiming, quote, country people, especially the elderly and women and children, can earn good wages from July to September by gathering and cutting sumac. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) However, with the introduction of synthetic tanning in the 50s, the American sumac industry pretty much collapsed. And never really recovered. Uh, and yeah, that was the, like, unfortunately, most of the history, again, I guess because we're in America and it was hard to find these sources um, from places where the sumac industry is still going and it's very important. Um, so listeners, let us know. Yeah, if there are sources that we just completely missed out on, um, like, for example, your last reference here. Yes. So in 2021, Anas Atazi published Sumac Recipes and Stories from Syria, and it sounds great. It was really critically acclaimed. Um, It's got kind of a history of Syria. 
with these recipes. Um, and it won a lot of awards. So I definitely want to check it out. Um, but yeah, if there are anything, if there's anything else like that that we missed, please let us know. Yeah. Um, right now on the American side, uh, sumac is definitely being touted as something that is um, delicious and can be found and foraged locally and turned into tasty stuff. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's it's named in every guide to the spices and cooking that I have, but with very little <laughs> information. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on our end. So, yeah. 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 Well, we're counting on you as always, listeners. hmm Yes, but in the meantime, I suppose that's what we have to say for now. It is. We do have some listener mail for you, though, and we are going to get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Back. Thank you, Spencer. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Mr. Tangy? Okay. Yeah. Bright? Yeah. <laughs> totally. A lot of hand gestures you can't see, listeners. That's... So many again, so good on audio. <laughs> so good. I feel like it's I feel like it's coming through. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the enthusiasm that counts. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Kelsey wrote. I am writing to thank you for your recent episode on low and no alcohol beers. I chose to live sober in February 2020 and am successfully still off the sauce after a real wacky couple of years. 
I have been curious how beer with negligible alcohol content comes into existence, but too lazy to research it myself. That success story told, I was really missing beer around the winter holidays in December 2020. This is where I'll shout out BC Canada Brewery Partake. They offer a range of beers, including, but not limited to, IPA, Blonde, and Stout. And it is also beery. I love being able to enjoy craft brews without drinking irresponsibly. Fun fact, Partake was started by a gent who had to drop alcohol for health reasons. They only brew non-alcoholic beer, which allows me to confidently order direct from the brew with no concern about accidental booze ordering. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That sounds so great. hmm I've been on the lookout. I'm still struggling to find anything, but maybe, maybe I can get my hands on some of this. Yeah, well, it's uh, the the import export laws for NA alcohols alcohols uh, are really odd because like and and listeners have written in that right like you can't always buy non alcoholic beer unless you're over twenty one, mm-hmm. which I get, but I also don't get right right <laughs> um right like you know. Like seven-year-olds shouldn't be able to buy vape pens, but mm-hmm. or non-alcoholic beer. I I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that's a path that's for a separate podcast that is. for than us, perhaps. <laughs> that it, but at any rate, these sound delicious, and I'm glad that you have found them. And also, congratulations yeah. on uh, on your sobriety. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben wrote. I just finished listening to the Moose episode. Really enjoyed it, as always. I love chocolate mousse. I wanted to say a huge thank you to both of you for reading out my email for the listener mail episode and Kelly and Amanda's responses. They were both really helpful, so massive thank you to them as well. You've created a really fantastic community, and as you said, it's so great that we can all help each other out. I also wanted to share my favorite cheats chocolate mousse recipe. I've attached a screenshot. It's super quick and simple and makes a delicious, rich, and creamy mousse. I hope the move to the new office goes smoothly, and thank you again for the amazing show and community you've built around it. Uh, recipes as follows. Um, okay, this is this is fun. Uh, 100 grams dark chocolate broken into pieces um, or drops. Um, 75 grams caster sugar. 2 to 3 tablespoons of brandy. 2 eggs and 250 grams of mascarpone. Yeah. Uh, Place the chocolate in a heat-proof bowl, set over a saucepan of simmering water and allow to melt, then remove from the heat. Add the sugar, brandy, and eggs, and using a handheld electric beater, whisk for five minutes or until the outside of the bowl has uh, cooled down to tepid. Then whisk in the mascarpone for a few seconds, uh, just until combined. The mousse will thicken once the mascarpone has been mixed in. Divide between glasses, cups, or bowls, and serve straight away, or chill to use later. Ooh. <sighs> I love, I love mascarpone. Mascarpone? Anyway, yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And I actually, uh, my mom has a recipe like this, and I guess I would have never considered it moves because she usually puts it in a pie. But yeah. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> and it's Absolutely. delicious. Yeah, moose pie. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's one of those ones, but every time I make it, people want me to make it every time, and then I kind of get annoyed, but I also get it. (laughs) You know, you're like, well, you're not wrong, but (laughs) but you're putting me in a box. Uh, (laughs) 
And also, yeah, I love this. I love this community aspects. And I would I would say that you all helped create it instead of us. You were really oh, yeah. the ones writing in and helping each other out. And we yeah. love it. Yeah, we're just the we're we're just the voices here. You know, you all are you all are providing the 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 structure, the support system, the the scaffolding. Yes. <laughs> scaffolding is so important. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh well, thanks to both of those listeners for writing to us. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.